now sits in the hold of Belkson, surrounded by tribes of hostile orcs. The situation is bad enough that the townsfolk keep a vow to keep their hope knives close, to finish themselves off before the orcs can do worse to them. But now come evils worse than before, for trouble follows true now like crows. A simple suicide is just the first step to uncovering a conspiracy of orcs, dragons, giants, and more. Trunal's defenders will journey across the Mindspin Mountains, passing through fire and death till the lightning falls. Sugarfield Gamers, in association with RPG MP3, present Giant Slayer, a Pathfinder adventure path. Episode 8. When last we left our dwarven adventurer, he went shopping. Having done that traditional thing of having adventured hard, he then sold his stuff, um, he sold his stuff and bought treasure. And, um, in some cases, in some cases he just hung on to his glorious, glorious scrolls because he wanted them so very badly. Um, A limited resource in a small community. and then, in the night, uh, his, as he slept peacefully in his bed, he awoke to discover that his house was under attack by assassins. Aye, murdering bastards. Whereupon he and Pellas sl- slew several of them and um, cooked one prisoner. That's how it happened. Two died in the fight and one was taken prisoner. That's their story and they're sticking to it. I mean, who can tell when, when someone might have been bludgeoned to death? Now, as, as I understood this... Uh, Trunal basically has no capacity to hold them or any real interest in trying them. No, no, that was for tro- they, they have no interest in trying trolls. Ah. Like the 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 guy you've ki- um, I believe it was a girl that you've captured. Yep. One guy and one girl murdered. One girl captured. Um, will absolutely be tried and then promptly hung. Right. So we do actually have a jail. Yeah, so. yeah, and she's in it. Um, you handed her over to the militia, you could follow follow them down and interrogate her, but yep. because a whole bunch of militiamen turned up to your house... And I shall. Yeah. So, it's the middle of the night. Um, I want to go back a little bit and brief you on what your NPCs bought yesterday. Sure. Because um, they have now done their shopping as well, and obviously that happened yesterday while things were quiet. Yes. Um, but I don't hear Pella going, oh, I'll just go, I'll just go pick up some equipment no. and come back to save my mother. Alright, so, um... So, yesterday, um... Soon after you have left, uh, Kazi of the Sunset... Yeah. Pella comes to see you and shows off her beautiful new, uh, plus one leather armor that she's traded, um, Kazia for. Um, which is, um what she has spent the bulk of her money on. Yep. She says, Cassius showed me the stuff rhino hide armor. It's beautiful, but I can't afford it. She says she thinks I'll be able to afford it in the future, so I'm going to buy it then. All right, well... She said because rhinos charge a lot, makes you better at, you know, hurting people when you're charging, and it gives you more protection, and, and I can't afford it. Sounds so, like a tactically sound thing for you to have, but we'll need to... Run, we'll need to run to a good bit more trouble before that happens. Fortunately for you, trouble's my middle name. <laughs> yeah, I have noticed that about you. 
So Pella has also... That was her big dramatic purchase. Um, She has... um, There are things that she wants to plus one, but I'm limiting her to an extent because she's got one day to do it. So she's just buying... At present, she's saved some of her money and she's bought... um, And she's just plus one her armor. She she doesn't want to hand over her shield to get it plus one because she needs her shield. She's also a little... She, the shield is very much a backup thing for her. Most of the time she's going to have a two, be two-handing a lance, so she's not super sure about that as a plan. Um, she gathered up those excess flasks of holy water, um, took a potion of shield of faith, and um, took the elixir that lets you move more quietly. Sneaking. Yep. Elixir of sneaking. Um, Cursed, meanwhile, um, is also going to come to see you and show you his purchase from Kazi of the Sunset because these guys are really excited about this. Yeah. Like, um, like you've bought a lot of little things, but um, and the odd thing from her. Although to be honest, she's frequently you, you've only occasionally been able to afford something exotic from her. Um, these guys that she's mostly been outside their price range because they're not as obsessed with scroll, uh, scrolls as you. So Kirst comes to see her and says, Tama, look at this backpack. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, feel how light it is. How did you ever afford a piece like this? Well, I spent... Uh, okay, so I, I may have spent all of my money on, on this backpack, but I don't think you understand. With this pack... I could be lightly loaded so I can move fast and quietly, but I could carry food when I'm out scouting. And a rope. And a lantern. I, and all my other stuff. Aye, and some caltrops, some acid. A smokestick would be useful, too. It's a good thought. So Kirst stares enviously at his handy haversack. Yeah, so Kirst has spent all of his money on the handy haversack. You might say, how is this going to help him in any kind of, like, hideous orc conflict? And he would argue that being lightly loaded and not having an armor check penalty is important because he was hideous. He had hideously I, underpacked. I can see it. I, I too would love to have a um, have a sack or a bag of holding. Yeah, I can understand you want to stop being medium loaded. But you at least embraced medium loading and actually packed all your stuff. Whereas Kirst was trying to fake lightly loaded, and he was teetering perilous, perilously close to um something that was just flat out illegal. Um, he has traded his masterwork steel sh- heavy steel shield for a masterwork light steel shield, and now has the capacity to um, only have a minus two and two weapon fight with things. Yep. Um, because he took shield specialist as a feat, his AC has not actually gone down as a result. Yep. Switching the shield out, um, and he gathered up a ho- hooded lantern and did take those thieves' tools because he checked his equipment and discovered that they were too heavy for him, <laughs> along with rope and food. As one does. Kirst is still actually not carrying all that much stuff. He will probably buy more over time. He's still adjusting to the fact that it, the weight is not so much of a problem. Yeah. Because the thing is that um, he doesn't have a lot of excess capacity outside the bag because the vast majority of his capacity has gone on weapons, but because the bag has a lot of capacity. He also points out that if we find more treasure, he now doesn't have to give it all to you. He can fit some in his bag. Yeah. And they're both very excited. But that is the more light-hearted interlude earlier in the day when things were still quiet and peaceful. Uh, and Sigrun's um, sorted herself. Yeah, yeah. Or she, she's already got her stuff because she's already third level. Yeah, yeah. Sigrun, Sigrun is just wearing um, 
Sigrun is wearing different, um, a considerable amount of GP worth on the stuff on her back and has confided to you that she's really glad that didn't occur to Tani to sell her, sell it, and she's really glad that she branded, branded all of it with Iomedi symbols, so, you know, because the thing is, like, a set of dwarven full plate that's covered in symbols of Iomedi would be a slightly awkward thing for him to sell in, in town. In fairness, even Crazy Jess had probably noticed that one. <laughs> Particularly while, you know, Tiari was getting increasingly open about that whole we're missing a paladin thing. So yeah, she's she's basically she's wearing you know, full plate is quite expensive at this level. Yep. She's wearing um she's wearing masterwork full plate, she has a masterwork heavy steel shield, she has a masterwork dwarven war axe and that was pretty much all her and she has a, a little bit of mundane equipment and that was pretty much all her money. Rock and roll. Um so it's um, not actually incredibly late in the evening because they attacked after you'd only you'd only been asleep for an hour or so. Yeah, and of course the battle itself didn't actually take very long. Yeah, so it's virg- it's nearing midnight. Yeah, um, you've handed over your prisoner to um, the militia temporarily and seen your mother se- settle the aggregates. I'm assuming you want to head off and interrogate the prisoner immediately. Very much so. So, you know, half an hour later, once everything's settled. So your mother wants to talk to you quickly before you before you head off. By all means. Um, She's not, you know, she may well be asleep while you you get back. She may just sit up and wait for you until she's seen you and Pella come back in. But you know she's somewhere safe. Yeah. And um, I'm. You okay? I'm fine, son. I'm fine. I know that had to be scary for you, but I'm all right. So uh, we'll, we'll literally sort of, you know, check on her, uh, check her over with his eyes, then, you know, give her a hug and then do the patter on the back and then stroke the back, checking for knife wounds, etc., etc. Um, because she can't help herself, have you taken damage at this point? Uh, yes, actually, I'm still down um, uh, a lot of hit points. Um... I am dex drained and all five hit points. Yep. So um, she sort of does a very similar sort of checking you over and patting your back, and then you feel a fairly sim- familiar sensation uh, and gain uh, six hit points back. Yep. Oh, it's, it's, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, well, okay, not there, but other than that one. Oh, and that one. <laughs> and yes, you're... Um, Still standing. Yep. And um, now you and, and you do feel a little bit better. <laughs> You're still quite badly hurt, but you feel a little bit better. I um, those people that attacked us, they're from Freedom Town. I you recognize you recognize them? There were a lot of that sort that used to come drinking in the bar. They haven't changed much. They're for hire. They're not they're not fancy assassins like you might have in bigger towns. Someone will have. Likely this screed fellow you said will, will have paid them to c- come here and hurt you, Pella. Thugs and mercenaries rather than high-paid assassins, but murdering in a bed still all the same job. But not as not as well trained. No, and lucky we are for it. Tomar, I understand why you're angry, and you've every right to be. But don't let the hate too far into your heart. She reaches out and touches her hand. It'll make a hole there. He flinches ever so slightly and then will squeeze her hand back. This woman will be dead soon. And she hasn't hurt us. Not really. 
She scared us. But we're all alright. Nay, but she may know who hired her. If it's Screed, she may know where he, where he is, what he is, what he's planning, any of those. We need to know that. Trunal needs to know that. I know. I know you need to go question her. Just, it may not be right away, but when you can, put the anger down. Let it go. Don't hold on to it forever. I, I'm, uh, Susan looks, looks very awkward and uncomfortable with this. Yep, and she's going to leave it there, that's it's, what. It's effectively like he recognises she's absolutely right, but still, you know, doesn't want a bar of it. They don't have them. Well, yeah, go ahead and get spotty. You don't have to um, take her advice. Yeah. That's just the offer no, no, advice he, she's offering. He he will absolutely listen to that. He's yeah. just um, he's unhappy that he's in a place where he has to hear it. Yeah, and then you can. Um, so, in the specific case, um, if I don't imagine you want to, but if you want to, you can de- delegate the interrogation and intimidate no. check. Um, the the militia are uh, Jagran and the militia are quite happy to investigate this, but they're also happy to let you be the primary lead. There are definitely going to be other people in the room, but given your given that you are actually at this point a patrol sergeant in the militia, they are happy to um, let you interrogate them. In um, in um, in classic police procedure, a policeman whose house has been attacked isn't allowed to do this interrogating, yeah. but um, this is definitely not the kind of due process that Trunau subscribes to. Well, I mean, we're not really the police. We're from... I, I imagine this is what passes for the police in Trunau. Yes, absolutely. But um, it's certainly by no means our primary duty. We're primarily soldiers. Yeah, the um, the thing is, Trunau is far too small a town to train up a force to police its own citizens that doesn't double as an orc-killing force. Absolutely. It's actually much more important that they have an orc-killing force than they have internal police. So, um, you know, the, they double for internal police to the extent that now has them, but the, their primary function is orc-killing because that's much more important. Because yep. this is a... This is a lot... They have a larger militia than would be standard, and the goal is that everyone has effectively, like, a martial level or so as a result of the militia training and can um, fake being a fighter and um, at need. Yes, it's got something vaguely akin to Israel. Everyone has their standard, um, their, their forced military service, yeah. whether you're suitable for it or not. And Trunau has the tremendous advantage, Israel doesn't, that um, people will attack them with conventional weapons, Yes. whereas um, the military service only does you so good when um, people fire rockets at you. Yes, I presume... Um, that keeps jumping in my head. It's Elena, isn't it? Elena. Elena. I, I presume she kind of had her mandatory training, which she was incredibly poor at, and people just sort of went, okay, cool. Actually, by, by coming to True Now as a full-grown adult with a child, she was exempted. She was explicitly exempted. Right. It's more for the people who grow up yeah. here. Um, you know, like, if they didn't have, if she wasn't bringing other skills to the table, she would probably have been asked to do it anyway. But effectively, what she's contributing is that she is a healer. Like, that's yeah. actually an incredibly yeah. important military function. It doesn't make, it doesn't help her if assassins break into her house, but, um, or at least not directly, but, um, that's what she will do in the event of a siege. That's what she, that's what she brings to the table. So, um, yes, you go down there, um, 
I can't remember if we had. I know. I think Kirst was the one that came to see you. Yes. But Drake Jagger and has exact um, again been roused from his bed the second night in a row. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't seem at all unhappy about it. It. He seems really unhappy about this. As you come in, he looks pretty black, and um, you know because. Um, the prisoner's just got guards on her at this point, and Jagran's out the front, and as you come up to him, he sort of... He doesn't... Obviously doesn't hug, but he certainly looks you up and down. You all right? Good. I go, Captain. I know we suspect there's internal saboteurs, but I can't believe they'd be so daring as to attack Trunau residents in their own bloody homes. My wager would be that... These, those four are paid paid mercenaries from Freedom Town. Not much. Not uh, much they, uh, they have the look of it. Not much of a ones for straight fights, so much as throat cutting in the night. I saw with the flood troll, insofar as I, uh, as um, Curse translated me for what you're on about, that you're good at threatening folk, which is a useful skill. I, I've held the interrogation. I figured you might want to conduct it yourself. Aye, I'd very much appreciate that, sir. This. I'll be I'll be in there, yes. and um, if you want, and if you uh, uh, want me to, me and my boys, he's have got your back on this one, Toma. She won't she won't be tried aid or any of that nonsense until we've time to spare it. But you um, may be assured we'll take care of this problem for you once you've gotten what you can out of her. She won't get the opportunity to hurt you and yours a second time. You may da- be, be damn sure of that. <clears throat> He nods at this and will actually put his hand out at this point and give him a very solid handshake. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that, Patrol Captain. So I appreciate that very much. I can't believe... And um, Jagran looks incredibly angry. Like, not at you, but just that this has happened. You, the, given what you know of his past, this would be a fairly resonant thing for him. As like as not, they'll not... As, as like as not... She'll probably know. Not, she'll probably know very little that's of aid to us. Whatever else Screed is, he's obviously fairly careful and fairly cunning. If I was dishonourable enough to hire scum like that, at I, I wouldn't bloody tell him anything of my true purpose. But we know so little of the bastards that any information would be valuable at this point. Even just knowing what she intended, um, what, what, why she attacked you, and what she was contracted to do. Aye. All right. You lead the way, boy. Right, and I'll head in through the door, um, looking over my shoulder as I go, open the door a bit, and as I'm walking in, shout over my shoulder at a person that isn't there, I told you I want those bloody irons hot, and I want them hot now. <laughs> and then walk in. Yeah. Um, so, so there is a woman that you recognize tied to a um, chair in there. She um, looks moderately battered. Um She's only got one or two new bruises since you last saw her, but, um, you know, she hasn't been treated with um, astonishing tenderness and kindness. And um, she looks up in kind of a defiant manner and um, spits at your feet. Good evening. I imagine you know already, but my name is Tomar Stormcrow. Bastard didn't tell us your name. We didn't need to know. Aye. Would seem like there's a lot he didn't tell you. Yeah, you could say that. It uh, didn't exactly go into lots of detail about how uh, uh, the other girl sleeps with a wolf by her bed, or any of that that shit. Oh, I presume. Uh, what happened to uh, what happened to uh, 
Jess and Roger, they bit it? They didn't answer any questions. Ha! <laughs> That's the way of it, is it? Here's the thing. Trunau stands for the rule of law. You'll be given a fair trial. Your odds aren't good, but you'll be given it. If you've any excuses, anything you want to say, any cooperation you want to give, any mitigating circumstances, you can. That's the, that's the watch's problem. That's the militia's problem. It's not my problem. My problem is that you came into my house in the middle of the night to kill my mother. My problem is that it's going to take at least ten minutes to heat those irons before I can get the answers I want out of you, and I will get them. My problem is that you picked the wrong house, and now you'll pay for it. The only thing that stands between that and your trial is the answers that I get from you here and now. I want to know who Screed is. I want to know everything you know about the people who hired you. And I mean everything, every detail you were given about us, how to find us, where you knew, how you knew where we'd be, what your intentions were. I want to know every part of it. And until I'm satisfied, the trial doesn't start. You understand that? Okay, give me an intimidate check. Intimidate has gone up. That is a 24. Yep. I'm just going to have a look at that. Alright, yep, so that's, that's what they, that's, that's what it is. <sighs> so, you are pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get the sense that she is, however, overly frightened of you, because this is a tough person from a tough place. Yeah. A ba- she's a bad person, she does bad things. Yeah. However, she doesn't necessarily, she doesn't even necessarily believe you about the irons. But she's in a bad position here, and she hasn't got a lot to lose. Yeah. It's not like if she doesn't tell you anything, people are going to accept that she didn't do it. And, um, you know, if she tells you everything she knows, then if she, if you are telling the truth about the irons. So you, you, she growls and then sighs. Always knew one day I'd take the wrong job. Guess today's that day, huh? You said your name's Toma? I... We was contracted for you and the girl, the gnome girl. What's her name? Hella. Right. We weren't contracted for the dwarf lady. That's why nobody nobody tried to whack her. It's no sense in kill, any killing that you're not paid for. It's just not good business. I I can buy that, and it's one of the few reasons we're still having this conversation. All right. So we was hired to kill you two days ago. Stop your meddling in his affairs, is what he said. We've been staking out your house the last two nights. Don't you ever sleep in your own bloody bed? We had to go to bed eventually. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he chuckles slightly. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, this this wasn't to stop you after you'd gone out to the plague yeah, house. <laughs> yeah, this was to stop you. <laughs> I mean, go, this was to stop you going to yeah. the plague house, but you kept having midnight assassinate. <laughs> you know that bit where you said to Pella, let's sneak out to the plague house? Yeah. Well, when when they had a peek around the windows and worked out nobody was home, they fucked off. And then the next night... <laughs> Demar will say, I, I'm home when I don't have trolls to be killing. Continue. Well, the bastard who hired us, he was a half-orc. 
weird, weird looking guy. He had tattoos. She makes gestures all over. Like, his whole face just tattooed. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of half walks, but I've never seen anything like it. Bloody distinctive sort of fella. Okay. He didn't tell us his name. We don't... It's bad business knowing the name. I understand. He said you were interfering in his business, and he wanted you and the you and the gnome um, dead as soon as possible. Uh, you know, this is as soon as possible. If you ever slept in your own bloody bed, we'd have done the job two nights ago. But, you know, you were never bloody home. So we're all from Freedentown. Uh, uh, we come up here looking for work, like... And uh, he finds us in that... Well, someone gave us a note and said there was work and we were to meet him outside town, so we figured the three of us can take any random smoke and works what we came for. So we left that um, the person's excuse for a tavern that's all you folks have in this town. And we went out... We went outside and we met him. Met him outside the town, you know, nice and quiet, nobody listening. He gave us the job. This was that first night two nights ago, but earlier, a bit earlier in the day. And um, since then, we've been staking out your house, and that's about it. That's all I know. You can get your irons if you want, but that's all I bloody know. I'll lean into her. I believe you. But believe me, you are very, very lucky that I wasn't home the previous two nights. And you're damn lucky... You didn't try and go in when I wasn't there. My mother's a lovely woman, you know. Follower of Shailen. Believes in love. Believes in beauty. Best person in now for my money. She's an angel. I'm not. And she will sort of nod respectfully at this. The first part of it leaves her pretty cold. But yeah. she looks at you. Yeah. Took the wrong bloody job. <laughs> and she spits in the corner, not at you. Don't imagine it's a mistake I'll um, live to regret over much. That's between you and the militia now. You're... Yeah, they, they made it pretty bloody clear they don't see any more kindly to this sort of thing than you do. Luckily for, luckily for us both, because my mother wouldn't like where this would go if it wasn't. You're no longer my problem. My problem's out there with the tattoos, and I'll find him, believe me. Well, she spits one more time. When you do and you snuff him, and I reckon you will, for all he looked a hard bastard, you tell him Rachel sends her regards. <laughs> the mother thinks about this for a moment and sort of nods. Got me and mine killed not telling us enough about you and what a hard bastard you were and that we needed another three. Aye, I'll do just that. Lord and Iron teaches us to care for our weapons, not cast them aside with, not cast them aside with ease. You're a hard bastard. Good luck to you. I hope you find him and snuff him, and that'll pay him out for not paying more attention. And that's pretty much, and that's and yeah. that's a nice close to that yeah. scene. And I'll nod, not to, yeah, uh, to Jagrim. Yeah, uh, Jagrim um, gives you a slow, respectful nod, and then walks, follows you out of the room, not even looking at. Being Rachel. scary is great fun. Yeah. And, um, once she leaves, yeah. he, he, lo- he locks the place up and walks down the hall a bit. I believe her. As do I. You did that well. I. I'm impressed. I've learned to think. I've learned a reason or two for harsh words. All right. We know. 
I can't bloody imagine how someone looks like that has been walking around the town. Maybe he's just doing it from outside and he's got agents inside. But it sounds like a bloody distinctive um, sort of fellow. I mean, I'll put out a description, but I don't quite on the quiet like, but I don't expect us to get it very far. I mean, I'm not saying every one of you've worked with plenty of me boys. I'm not saying every one of them is the brightest, um, brightest um, fellow. But uh, I can assure you, anybody like that would be getting a second and a third look around this town. I and I'll add another. I'll add another. Um... I'll add another description to that and give him the fellow that Cham gave me, not yep. description, ye generic human male. And then sort of, it may well be, it may well be that they're one and the same. Enough mundane face paint and fake hair pieces or the application of magic could do, could pull off either of those. Well, that's a bloody troubling thought and no mistake. We're lucky we're not a big, we're lucky being a small town. People don't usually try this kind of shit on us. Although We're just not equipped for... Um, the, my boy's idea of loyal enforcement requires everyone to be using his own damn face. If it's that, then... If, the, if it's that and both of them are screed, then he could be that himself. That himself, a random merchant, a blonde, or anything in between. Aye, that's what I'm bloody thinking. I mean, I wanted bad. Very, very badly. But I just don't know that my boys are equipped to find someone like that who can be bloody anyone. Well, he's here for a reason. He'll have to show his hand sooner or later. And then we'll be um, up to our asses in orcs, which is at least which I don't want, but is at least the kind of fight I know how I, I can handle. At least we'll know where the enemy is. Yeah, and there'll be a, a plenty of them to choose from. All right. Thank you for your help tonight, sir. No problem, boy. You head home to that lovely mother of yours. I I could use some sleep. <laughs> As could I. Mm. Who knows what tomorrow will bring. I. We'd best be getting our rest while we can. He turns away. Gail says, quiet, somewhat quietly, tomorrow brings storms. <laughs> and, um... Ain't that the bloody truth? And you hear, ain't that the bloody truth? You're trailing off down yeah. the hall. Is, um, Jagrant has the tremendous advantage over you that the longhouse is on the other side of town from both your house and Agrit's house, but he yep. sleeps here. So, yep. And he definitely, for a man who's been woken twice in two nights, you definitely, and gets up promptly, he can't um, sleep in. He's um, definitely heading back to his bed pretty emphatically at this point. And you can head up back to a pallet on Agrit's floor. Where you will be able to um, see that um, Pella and your mother are both back there. Yeah. I think um, I don't know who you took with you, uh, but either Pella or Cursed will have walked you over on the general basis that no one wants you walking around town in the yeah, dead of yeah, night all by yourself. Yeah, probably Cursed on the whole because they were with Pella with, with my, Yeah. So Pella, Pella is actually tucked up. Um, Pella is um, actually curled up on Alina's lap at yeah. this point, yeah. with Wolf standing by, and none of them appear to have slept over much. But if, um, if they're asleep when I come in, I'll just pull up a chair and crash here. Yeah, um, so uh, they are in fact asleep in that position, yeah. with Pella curled up on her lap, yeah. and um, Sarah is sitting up watching, watching is, is sitting up watching the door with an axe, a, a, axe out. And I'll give her a nod, appreciate it. Get some sleep, Tomar. Aye. Agrit will spell me in four hours. I don't imagine anyone will be stupid enough to attack this house, but I wouldn't have thought anybody stupid enough to attack yours. It's clearly a dark time. Get your sleep while you can. I can crash in the morning. 
I first lesson of first lesson of soldiering. Sleep when sleep when you can, eat when you can. You never know when the next one's coming. And that's the truth. And indeed, tomorrow's kind of yeah, goes out like a light. And you do, in fact, get your full eight hours and Yay. can replenish your spells and hit points. And my dexterity. Um, does that take you to full hit points? Uh, no, almost certainly not. Yeah, do do your um do your math and then let me know um if you're still not at full. D D D calculator. Because hmm. I already have deleted the calculator off my phone. There it is. Uh, so four, yeah, four, four down. Yep. Um, getting all full back. Two. Um, when you wake up, you feel better than you expected to feel. Yep. Um, you, you're aware at this point that Alina's position is as your mother. She doesn't need to ask if you need healing. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty healing. fair. <laughs> you know, when I'm asleep and bruised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, and let's see. And so, um, for the, I don't expect any answers from the GM here, but for the sake of completeness, um, Tomar being the sort of suspicious bastard that he is, um, when he talks to the assassin, we'll also flag her for, you know, do you know who Malaria, Malera is? Um, of course you don't. She's, she has never, uh, she has never heard of this woman. And Tamara's. But she didn't know Screed's yeah, name? Yeah, no, but Tamara's sufficiently angry retentive yeah. that he won't actually take a bunch of tattoos so much as describe them for me. Okay, draw them for me. Just in case there's another half walk out yeah. there with a giant mass of tattoos. And Pella took a ton of damage in that fight and is going to have drunk one of her cure light wounds potions and told um Alina to save the healing. She took Alina already healed her once yeah. and Pella wants her to save the other healing spell. Uh, her other healing spells. For pretty much the same reason that you don't know what trouble's coming. Yep. Also, Pella has um, a fairly staggering amount of scrolls and potions at this stage. Yeah. Although quite possibly not too many, but large amounts. You never have too many. Yeah. So, um, yes, and um, Pella has taken a look at the rhino hide armor, and um, it'll give her an AC penalty, which is uh, an armor check penalty, which isn't great, but... Um, As like any good adventurer, I have gotten all this money and then immediately pissed it away. Yep. Pella is actually... Hung on to more than a thousand gold pieces. An eraser? Sure. I have hung on to 85 gold pieces. There, Kirst is beating you, here's 290. (laughs) Which is quite normal for him because he started the game on 8. Well, it must be nice (laughs) to be rich. (laughs) But, um, yes, they're both satisfied with their supply of money. Yep, everyone's got a moderate amount of money, but um, not enough that they could actually blow it on anything particularly impressive. Yep. Pella, I didn't let Pella have the shield buff that she wasn't, and she wasn't 100% sure, and she didn't want to buy a random cloak of resistance, because she feels like if she saves that thousand, the next time she gets money, she can buy something really cool if it emerges. So you can pretty much discard that treasure, uh, uh, discount the, the page one treasure list at this point. The sure. PCs have bought what they want off I don't think I actually have it, even have it anymore. I cool. gave it to you and it never came back. Oh, right. Sorry about that. No problem. It may well also be in my things. I thought I put it back in your notes sheet, but um, it's possible that I didn't. No, I tell you lies. They poisoned the soul. Yeah, I didn't give it back to you. I just put it back in your character sheet. Yep, all good. Um, 
Alright, so, I think at this point it is worthwhile considering that um, as the day dawns, it is Sunday, um, Toil Day was Ruby's Hope Knife Ceremony. Yep, yep, it's been that one night. of those D&D weeks. Yep, that, uh, Will Day you discovered Roderick Graff was being murdered. Murdered by Fire Day, you'd emphatically solved that murder. And, um, now it is, um, now it is Sunday. Today, Roderick, tonight, Roderick, at sunset, Roderick Graff will be buried. Well, not buried. Well, it's his funeral. funeral. Yeah, because, um, True Now, um, I don't know if you know this as a player, but you would absolutely know it as a character. The, um, True Now burns the bodies. Yep. Yeah, Fire of the Fallen. Yep, absolutely. So you are scheduled to meet people there at sunset. Absolutely. And the day is your, and it's not particularly late in the morning because yep. you weren't up that late at night. Yep. It's sort of eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, when you get up, um, Agrit is cooking a very familiar dwarven pe- breakfast, those buckwheat pancakes that you had earlier. Um, and Elena is sort of fussing around after you and Agrit said, uh, uh, for fire's sake, woman, for once in your life, sit down and let somebody else fix your breakfast. It's my damn kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tamar just looks at this and, uh, you know, pulls, looks, looks at this, chuckles slightly, pulls a thick tome out of his pack, um, takes it over to Agric, flips open the page. This is Nazareth the Banner's guide to <laughs> tactics and soldiering that, just taps one of the little um, what do they call them? Aphorisms? Aphorisms. I, I see this book as being very much sort of a sun, somewhere between Sun Tzu and, and a sort of a Caesar-esque tactics manual. Yeah. Um, and just taps Agra and points idly at never fight a losing battle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she takes a glance at it and um, then taps um, further down the page, um, always defend the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> You go and sit down. You go and sit down, Tomar. I don't need any help from you. He, 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 he nods and waves and sees the point. <laughs> and um, Alina will also go sit down because Agrid is glaring her into her chair. The buckwick pancakes, it must be said, are not as good as the latest. Mm, but the kitchen's not as good. Yeah, but um, you um, you know, it's free food. Yeah. And you can see it's um, doing Alina good after a fashion. Always eat when you can. Yeah. And Pella is simply happy, simply straightforwardly and unequivocally happy to be fed by other people because that's something that always brings her joy. Wolf has an unsweetened pancake and looks happy with it. And um, Pella says, I want to go out and check in with Silvermane. Aye, I think that's a fine idea. Is there anything you need? Give him an idea. He sort of, uh, Tamar thinks about it for a moment and then... Give him an idea of what's happening here for whatever whatever he takes off it. Like he doesn't have much of a bead on Silvermane because the guy doesn't talk. Like he's just sort of the weirdo that lives out there. You've gotten enough sense from Pella that she and he can communicate in some fashion. Yeah, yeah. But as far as you know, not too many other people can make but, that claim. But I mean, as far as Tamar knows, he could be anywhere between completely fascinated by this or totally uninterested. Yeah. And so Tamar just sort of hands that to her and says, you know, tell, tell him whatever you think you'd like to know of, of, of this. I will... Give me a give me a nod at the usual places if you need a Tamar, otherwise I'll see you tonight. And she um, comes up and gives you a hug. Stay uh, safe. Watch no. out! Watch out for random attacking rabid wolves. And you. <laughs> 
Uh, she melts, uh, she hugs Alina, thanks Agrit politely, mounts Wolf and gallops off. Yeah, if she's still preparing speaking. Sarah is still snoring in the bed, incidentally, as she was up uh, a good chunk of the night. If she's still, if she's still preparing speak with animals, she can go back to whatever she was doing normally now. Yeah. Let's figure out Wolf moment has passed. Yeah. Also, the wolves are unlikely to know much more about Screed than anyone else. Yeah, well, I can assure you, they weren't the ones he confided in about his plan. Tamar has no particular instructions. Ye old Q-Light wounds is always... She always prepares one. She's just trying to decide if she prepares two or if she takes, like, Entangle or Magic Fang. Something like that. Mm. Entangle's fun. Um, Very useful in very specific circumstances. Longstride is always a nice, um... She's a lot faster than you already because she rides a wolf and you don't. That's fair. Um, I think she will take an entangle on the basis that she has a ton of healing resource in her pants relative to druid druid nature, and it's it's only situationally useful, but it's really useful when it is. And there's certainly plenty of foliage in town. Admittedly, Longstride is a tad less useful if you never walk anywhere, although she can cast it on wolf. Yeah. Or and te- making... technically she can cast it on herself and then Wolf shares it while he's within five feet of her. Yeah, but um, she um, she feels she can already run rings around me. I'll point out that um, she's... Um, what's your movement speed? Uh, 20 foot. Yeah, she's, she's fast. 30 because she's... Yeah, by rare. She's faster than you on foot. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> faster than me. Yeah. I'm the slow guy. Uh, Sigrun is as one with you in the um, stubby little dwarven legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wearing plate mail hasn't made her hasn't made her slower, but it hasn't made her any faster. <laughs> but she's probably more inclined to go buy boots of striding and springing at some point than I necessarily am. Certainly, um, she would need to first acquire some money that she didn't spend on her really expensive full plate. Well, and to be honest, she's probably going to be a bit Michaela-like and say that what it needs is yeah, more, not quite yeah. to the same extent. But what she's probably going to say is that her full plate needs more buffing. Well, let's let's go kill some orcs and get make some money. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to do with your day? So Tamar is basically... I know you did did a bunch of prep, but there may be more prep that you want to do. As, as a player, Tamar has nothing in particular to accomplish because he's antsy and wants something to do instead of just kind of sitting around with his thoughts all day. He's going to walk around the town... Um, basically doing the tactical sweep. If I yeah. were an orc army, where would I hide? Where would I come from? Right, you know, we could set up barricades here and, you know, siege towers could come in on this side of the wall yeah. and we need to be prepared for flaming arrows here and blah, 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 just to give them something to do. Can I get you to roll a base attack? Um, uh, check and add your base attack. Or actually, no, you can just go straight to your profession, um, militiamen. Soldier, 15. Yeah. Cool. So, um, what you can see is a city that is readying for war in a discreet manner. Yeah. Like, you know this would be more effective if they had just told everyone in town what was coming. Yeah. Most people are just getting on with their day. But you can see that the militia are quietly and discreetly readying supplies in a manner. And um, you can see that there's more people in town than you're used to. The farmers are coming in and taking their alternate occupation. And taking their alternate occupation inside the walls, there's less business going on outside the town than would be normal. But it looks, it's not as good as it would be if they were doing it publicly. Yeah. But it's also not that different from the town's normal business. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to alert other people who might be watching the town that the town has been alerted. Yeah. 
I'll look and at so, you know, I'm not necessarily saying there's nothing you can find fault with, but I think Tomorrow no, will be broadly happy I'm with what so he's much, seeing. I'm not so much looking to find fault as this is giving him something to distract his brain. Yeah, but I figure you, you will doubtless be analysing the town's military Absolutely. preparedness. The town is to an extent prepared, but this is the kind of thing that it's very difficult to prepare for. And I'll look around, and as I see these quiet preparations going on, I'll, I'll sort of nod approvingly to myself and say that... So to Gail, I... Well, this is good to see. Gail with six intelligence, not quite so much following it. Although, she does share my ranks in profession, soldier. Yeah. Uh, they're moving. It means... It means Roderick's death was worth something. If he hadn't spotted this, spotted the start of it at least, we might have all been caught flat-footed. Then he was... Then he, then he accomplished something in death. Aye, that he did. Good man. Nice. Um, the other one I want to ask about yep. is um, going to see Brunia. Yep. So we have Roderick's Hope Knife again. Yep. Um, it seems completely unnecessary as evidence at this point. Like, if Jagran still wants it for evidence, that's one thing. I don't imagine he particularly does, though, because it's the uh, slutty half-orc that he hates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the half or core probably the easiest route for you to get this information is to ask Kurt yeah absolutely that, that, that's pretty trivial um, but I'm also asking um, is there a tradition in Trunal with these hope knives like do we scrap them after the person's dead rather than just reusing them do we burn them with the person do we give them to their family it depends on circumstance. Yeah. Um, Kirst will tell you Brynja's asked for it is back yeah. and is planning on using it at the ceremony. Yeah. Sometimes the blades are quenched in the fire. Yeah. Like you, um, I don't know if quenched is the quite, quite word, but they, um, they stick the blade, the, one of the, uh, traditionally a loved one sticks the blade into the fire. Yeah. As kind of a symbol that, that person's life will go on, yeah. even though th- th- their spirit will go on. Yeah. And that's what Brynja said, that she wants it, she's going to be at the funeral, that's yeah. what she's going to do with the knife. Yeah. Curse said, sure, I'll tell Jagrin. And you would imagine that Grant- Jagrin grunted something inaudible. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll be very popular. Yeah. Um, cool. The, um, Brynja's, um, the impression you get from Curse is that Brynja didn't ask if it was okay if she came to the funeral. Yeah. She is unequivocally coming. <laughs> And she has the hope knife. And yes, you can absolutely go see her. Yeah, so we we will... Um, uh, so she, she's already got the hope knife. Yep. Cool. Okay, that... Um, yeah, I, I will probably still go and see her anyway yep. then. Um, they should, there's no particular reason you can't be the one to give it to her. She has it at the ceremony, but yep. there's no particular... like. People possibly haven't gotten this organised, so let's recon that slightly. The curse says we with it, which you give her. Knife, Bria said she wants it for blah blah blah. She's been up asking about it. Jacqueline's yeah. made motherly noises. Yeah, it'd be good if you could give it to her. It's a bit awkward for me, and it's worse for father. I, I'll take I'll take care of it. I'll go retrieve the thing. Yeah, wherever in the long house it is, um, take it and take it over to Bria's basically. Yeah. 
you um she you know you you go yeah, down to the um, like to do a brief scene with her. yeah you do go down to the kind of squalid little black back flat area yeah give me a wither eye out from all what bloody wolves uh, this time you are not assaulted by anything along the road I'm just suspicious now uh, I can see why it would make you pretty paranoid but you are kind of aware as a tactician that um, yeah, yeah. there's only so That's... many times Screed can go to this particular That's... well and he was probably pushing his luck with the Freedom Town assassins absolutely as, as a player I, this is totally redundant as Tamar he's, he's suspicious yeah. I mean, you were attacked by wolves in your own den and then they came to your house I mean I, I would be paranoid so Brynja it's Tamar and um she comes to the door she looks actually a great deal better she's her eyes are still kind of red yeah. but she looks considerably less devastated and when she sees you she gives you quite a big smile then um beckons you inside and then when you come inside, she shuts the door behind you, and then she gives you a really big hug. Oh, uh, thank you. Come and sit down. I'll make us some tea. Aye, that would be much appreciated. I'll let her potter around for a few minutes. And then when she comes back, I'll take the tea and say, I, I have something for you that I know you've been waiting for. And give her Roderick's hot knife back. She looks at it in her hand. I was so angry with him. I wanted this back so badly. I'd give anything to have that moment back and tell him the hope knife didn't matter. All that matters was him. Tell him not to go up to the damn playhouse looking for it. But for all that, it's good to have it back. Her hand closes around it. I heard a little. They're not talking about it much, but people, I've heard a little bit more than the person on the street may be. I know what you did, Tamar. Thank you. I, I can't, I can't necessarily tell you all of it right now. Loose lips, sinking ships, and all that sort of thing. But I want you to know that what Roderick saw up at the plague house, what he found, what he managed to report it on the trail he left, it's led us to a piece of bad business. But it's led us to a piece of bad business that we may well be able to avoid to mitigate. When the attack comes, lives are going to be saved by what Roderick did, by what he found. She blinks a bit at that. What attack? There's a possibility that something more may be coming. Roderick found evidence up at the Plague House of some manner of half-orc plot, possibly a precursor to an attack. People are making ready for it quietly. She looks sort of simultaneously hurt and quite upset at the half orc, a specific half orc thing. You were sure it was half orcs? I saw one with my own eyes. She looks down. Doesn't mean that it's certainly not all. It's certainly not all of them in town. I don't think you're any part of this, Les. More likely, they're caught, they're... <laughs> I wish everyone was going to agree with you about that, Tomar. But you know as well as I do. If there are half-orcs stupid enough to be behind this, every one of us is going to pay for it one way or another. Aye, that's the unpleasant truth of it, and no mistake. She ties the hope knife around her neck. But you're right about me. Roderick died for this. True now may not be a nice place for me to be, but it's still my home, and I want no part of what's out there. And she just, just uh, I think you'll find a... There's a lot of half woman who have the sense to see it my way, but maybe there's always dumb people. People who don't realise it can always get worse. 
slight wins from Tamar, who is, you know, reasonably, at least moderately racist against half-orcs. He's, yeah. he's very much at that, no, yeah. no, I, I, I know a few good, like, I have half-orc friends, so I can't possibly be racist yeah, against and, them and, doing filthy half-orcs. You're definitely getting, you know, you have a pretty rough in town, yeah. but life's not super great for Brynja, and yeah. like you, her loyalties to True Now are not as unquestioned as people like Jagran and Curse, who are part of the power, power yeah. system. Are you planning on taking that to Roderick's funeral tonight? I'm gonna quench it. In, I'm gonna quench it in the fire. That won't be a. I'm not saying. I'm not telling you not to, but that won't be a move that'll make you any more popular. Have you ever loved anyone, Tomorrow? Uh, not in the way you and Roderick had, but I've family. If one of them died, would anything keep you from the funeral? Even if people blamed you for their death? Nah, it's it's a fair it's a fair thing, lass. I just if you want your life to be easier, you can keep your head down. But I can understand what you stand for here. If half orcs are in a plot to attract her now, my life's not gonna be easy for the next little while no matter what happens. But ultimately I trust Helga. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. As sad as it may seem, there's plenty worse places for a halfie to be. Slight wince again. <laughs> you, you shouldn't call yourself that. You're right. I'm just angry. And he says, "Like I freely use this word in the, in the context in the, in the um, outside of outside of half walks." It's. I'm I'm just angry, and I shouldn't. You've done a lot for me and for Roderick. I. He wouldn't want people to think he'd done something like that. He wouldn't want to think people who get derelict his duty. No. I don't know that... He, he loved me a lot, but I think he loved his duty more. He loved Trunau more. He would never have done a thing like that. And I'm glad you proved it when other people wouldn't listen. Aye. I'm glad he's having the hero's funeral that he deserves because of you. And, As... beca- and because of his brother. And because of his brother. And that, um, and your sister. As you've, all done, you've all done a lot for me. And I won't forget it. And I'm glad for him that he had you. From following the back trail of this mess, I can see just a little sh- a little shadow of what you meant to him. And that's enough to make me heart want just a little of what you had. You're someone who will find something like that, I think, in time. Maybe not here. And she glances, glances slightly dismissively around her now. Nay. Mm-hmm. I'm not the most popular fellow in true now still if if you want a friend to walk beside you when you go up to the pyre you don't have to do it alone I can scarcely be any more unpopular thank you there's something it'll come up later I, I won't worry with it now uh, um, so I'm going to ask at this point yes you have Roderick's journal yes it is no longer wanted for evidence. Ah, uh, yes, this is true. Um, I, I, I think I, I'm just reminding you because you've picked up a lot of stuff yeah, over yeah. the past couple of months, <laughs> over the past couple of days. Sorry. Yeah. No, um, Tamar will say um, we we have a few we have a few more bits and pieces of his. If there's any of it you want, and I'll lay out the small handful of bits and pieces that were found. Which I think is mostly just the journal. It's mostly just the journal. But if there's other random... And, and, um, she smiles, oh, Roderick's journal. 
Yes, if you, if you if you're sure it won't be a problem, I'd love to have that. I know. I've I've read it in passing. I apologize for intruding, but I needed to follow the trail. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. Thank you very much. And she clutches it to her. I'm going to keep the prop because it's cool. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I have no um, need no, to you, keep you, this physical journal. Yeah, you've got you've got the evidence that you require. All right, and I think. Probably closely in there. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. sit with her and for another half, half hour, hour or so and have tea and make sort of the the polite chit chat of you are more or less a stranger to me, but I was friends with your hus- with your fiance. Yeah. So let's be polite about this, and then yeah, eventually the, the, it's going to get awkward, and then I'll leave. Yeah. So, um, Brunier is um, you get the sense that you know if if there's anything you need that Brunier can provide, Brunier is going to be there for that. You have made a pretty big impression on her. Yeah, Kirst is pretty grateful, but Kirst has other friends in town. Yeah, you, Brunier does not have a huge number of other friends in town. Yeah, and I will sort of sit and chat with her a bit, and then and so I, I I'd best I'd best leave you I'd best leave you be at this point. Um, you'll no doubt want to put some things together before dark comes. I'll see you at the funeral tomorrow. Take care of yourself. I show myself out, walk off and and walk away from the house. And when when we're um out of the earshot of it, I'll sort of nod to Gail and say, "I can see a little of what Roderick saw in her. Nice girl for a halfy. Hi for a halfy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that that slightest wince of like, yeah, uh, for a for a halfy. <laughs> She's not, um, you know, like. For a start, she's um, the other half is human, and yeah. I would imagine that human woman aren't as attractive to Tamara's dwarf woman. No, no. In the I... second place, um, half the half of the talk doesn't make for a stunningly attractive person, and you know, in the third place, that's a half that's orc, which is kind of a big deal for many people from here now. I don't find her particularly attractive as a woman. I find her to be a nice person. But I think the thing is that this is definitely going to be kind of a peak of halfy prejudice because yep. um, they're actually uh, half orcs that have been involved in the conspiracy. Yep. But um, basically, she told you she trusts Helgra. Like, whatever happens, halfies are not going to be kicked out of town. No. That just won't happen. <laughs> no, and I mean. Jurgen has as good as said that he would be more than happy to start um, randomly arresting them, but um, he he doesn't even bother going to Helga because he knows what she's going to say, yeah, and he so has too much respect for her to do do it behind her back, however badly he may want to. Tomar's taken some um, admittedly very small steps to try and avoid the half walk witch hunt in yeah. general. Well, but, the, um, um, you know the the combination of what you, how you've handled this. And how Jagrin's handled this because he's got Helgra's invisible ghost moving yeah. over them has meant that um, there's not going to be a witch hunt prior to anything that's coming. It's yeah. she's looking ahead and assuming you survive this to what, what things will be like in the next few months. But this is the kind of thing that you actually understand pretty well. Yeah, like it goes it goes in waves and like stacks for a while and then the wave breaks yeah. and like goes back to sucking its regular amount. You know, there have been periods where hysteria against you has bubbled up high, but Helga wouldn't let them kick you out of yeah. town either, and sooner or later everyone moves on with their lives. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm amused by the um, the casual racism from Gail. Yeah. And, um, 
And, and it, like, as, like, as Gail says it, as Gail says it, Tamar winces slightly. It's like, oh well, yeah, okay, that attitude comes almost entirely from me, but yeah. And, and, and you're not necessarily, even now, you're not necessarily. Yeah. You, you feel like it doesn't apply in this case, well, rather than necessarily repudiating um, yeah. it as an approach. His opinion is absolutely, you know, Brynja is a very nice person for a halfie. Yeah. You know, it's impressive that she's overcome, you know, how crippled she is by her um, horrible species. Yeah. You know, halfies can do a lot of things these days. I hear one of them even became king in some backwater <laughs> or another. Across the mountains. It's not, not a real town like True Now, but... <laughs> But then what I know about world history could fit on a postage stamp. So basically, Tamar is just kind of uh, idly wasting the day doing yep. this and that. Yep, that's fine. So um, eventually it is sunset, yep. and you all assemble at the um, Flames of Fallen to the south. This is um, by Jagrin's, uh, Jagrin and Curse's request, a very small ceremony. Mm. Many people want to honour Roderick. But this has been a tough time for the family, yep. and Jagrin has said, you know, there'll be a there'll be another ceremony later when things have calmed down for people who just want to honour Roderick. Well, this that, is, that makes it really pointed that Brynja's here. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, she has a right to be. Yeah, yeah, and um. It, you know, if she is going to be here, Jagrin was probably rather she was here for the, the the thinly populated ceremony rather than the big public one. Yeah. But basically, this is where they will deal with what's happened, and the only people that are really invited are the ones who, one way or another, have a say, have a stake in this. That makes sense. Curse doesn't. Curse doesn't, as far as you know, have a lot of close friends. Yeah. He and Roderick were pretty. They were each other's. They were each other's people. Yep. Um, and the um, in any case, these are so you have um, you have the big um, the big pyre which is already lit and burning. You have Roderick's body laid out before it, and you have um, you Pella, um, Sigrin, and Cursed yep. all relatively near each other. Cursed on one side, also near his father, and then Brynja on the other side nearest to you and far away from everybody else. Um, everybody is kind of standing around. Yeah. And um, Helga, I think, would be there. He was pretty important to the town. She's kind of there in the place of all the other people who might like to be there. Yeah. And um, I think a couple of people will speak. Jagrin will get up and say, he was a good soldier. He fought for this town right up until the end. And then sit back down. Yeah. Um, Curse will get up and kind of look at everybody, and even though this is a small crowd, you can see him swallow. I always followed in his footsteps, and now all I can see is the world open out in front of me, with no one to walk behind, and I am lost. And then he sits back down. Squeeze his shoulder slightly. Um... You are welcome to speak if you want to. I think not, on the whole. Yeah. Um, Roderick wasn't um, that close a friend. Tamar would... would Like, if people push him to do it, Tamar will, but if nobody's going to, Tamar will just sort of nod. Um, he's 
I have something I want to do, um, go up and sort of pay my respects to the pyre, but that's not a speech to people. Yeah. So, Halgra gets up and she says, One of our own has fallen. Today we commit their body to the pyre. Today we remember their sacrifice. And it inspires us to go on. To stand. Trunal forever. Trunal forever. And, um... She goes, like, she goes to pick up the feet. Kirsten, Jagger, and go to pick up the body. Yeah. Brynja hasn't said anything, but she is, like, the quenching, if she's going to do the knife quenching thing, that comes later. Yeah, yeah, once they're burning. Um, when he's burning. Um, as they, um, go to pick up the body, um, somebody come, uh, 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 somebody that I think you would probably recognize as one of the scouts. Yeah. Comes tearing in through, He's clearly running from a gateway. Yeah. Um, there it comes. And um, runs up to Jagger, and he is covered in sweat. He has clearly been running quite, quite, quite a long way. So they're coming. And Jagger nods. Right. And the scout looks around and sees where he is. And, oh. And Jagger shakes his head. We'll do this fast. Then you give me your report. Roderick would understand. And they go to commit the body to the pyre really yep. fast. <laughs> yep. So they push the body into the pyre, the flames roar up, and Brynja looks around at what's happening, steps forward, and shoves Ro- Roderick's knife into the flames. It comes out glowing red hot, and she holds it in her hand. She's been crying this whole time, and you can see that the, the, her tears are falling onto the blade. Yeah. And um, it glows briefly. And... Um, she quenches it. it. She pours some water from a water skin on it, quenches it, and strings it back around her neck. Oh, and you see, you see all this happen, and, and this is all happening really fast. People I'll, are moving quickly. I'll move up rapidly behind her and just sort of give her like one hand pat slightly on the small of the back. And she nods to you, and then um, you know just kind of steps backwards, yeah. like. There's more that she wants to say to you, yep. but she doesn't want to get in the way of this moment yep. because this is this is this is rapidly. Even as the flames go up, um, Curse nods to the pyre. Dragon looks at him, and his face is like stone, and then he turns away and turns to a scout. So, and um, as he does so, his eyes go to Kirsten and to you, and he jerks his head. Yeah. So Tamar was going to make more of a scene of this, but... This but is there is, basically what I'm aiming for here is there is still time to commemorate Roderick. Yeah. Everyone is doing so fast. Yes. So what Tamar is going to do is he's literally going to reach into his pocket and quickly pulls out a copy of um, Roderick's last poem. I forget what the name was, but the thing honouring um, orcs and that kind of thing. Oh, the, um, the, other, the other side... Um... The other side of something. Hold on. Yes, I, I presume I can have fairly easily laid my The other side of contempt. Um, I, I, I no longer, Tamara no longer feels like he has the time to um, commit this properly, so it's a slightly odd gesture. But he takes the thing out, literally crumples it into a ball and just chucks it in the flames, yeah. and laying it um, more carefully down, uh, and says, in a vaguely low tone, but not necessarily really under his breath, um, you were a poet's heart in a warrior's body, lad. Shalen take you to the other end of the rainbow now, where there's no where there's no fighting, just poems to be crafted. And um, cursed is sort of moving away from the pyre and coming up to the flank. His heart 
his father and he walks straight past you and he stops and he listens to this and then he smile he smiles at you and you can see he's also crying yeah and um he puts a hand out and um sort of um, doesn't really pat you on the shoulder or clap you on the back he kind of just takes your arm thank you and then he's moving on and we'll start organizing for stuff um and I'll turn to the others um, and look to Sigrun in particular because she's the outsider here. And so we do what we can to defend Trunal. Whatever else happens, keep the vow. And um, at this point, you're going to get a little huddle. Yeah. And um, to um, the um, Jagrin says to the scout, uh, the scout says, "I'm sorry, sir." And Jagrin says, "It doesn't matter." They're coming from the south, and the scout says, "Sir, they're coming from everywhere." <laughs> and um, Jagger and um, will say, "Let's get up the tower and have a look." The um, flames of the fallen are really near the southern tower. Yeah. And um, you start climbing the tower. Yep. And the scout starts giving his report as you as you yep. climb the steps. Yep. Tomorrow we'll follow along with this. Yep. And it, it's kind of a, a little awkward because there's kind of there's only so many people that can fit on the steps. But yep. You just kind of huddle up, um, and um, you um, as you climb as they climb the steps, the scout says, "It's not as bad as it could be, sir. Though it's only one band. That I've got their sigil. We we." The others are behind me, most of them. One, one or two didn't make it out, but we had the warning and we avoided contact and pulled back. But they're right behind us. We, we could only pull back so fast and remain out of sight. They're right behind us and this is their sigil. And he holds out something on a piece of paper. It looks like the twisted nails, but it's different. And Jagron will look at it and then pass it down the line. Yeah. Um, how much would Tomar know about Orc Warband signals? Realistically, fuck all. Um, what the average citizen of Trunal knows, there's different bands and tribes of Orcs who are different people. So, Cursed will look, uh, Cursed will look at this and, um, will, um, say to you, the Twisted Nails is one of the local tribes, but look at this. So, the band is like a couple of, um, the the images of like a couple of metal poles with like nails bent around it. Yeah. He says that's standard, but look at here in the center. There's a heart impaled on the pole, and the nails are bent around it. And Curse will take the opportunity to make a knowledge civilization check, and you can make one too if you want to. Looks like orcs. I have a whopping three. Uh, oh, that's all work, all right. There's an old story about the twisted hearts. They they used to be, they used to be around a long time ago. Uh, I don't think I've got the opportunity to check my books now, but I think there's, I think there's this this symbol means something, and I'll I'll, I'll look it up when we're, you know, assuming we live through the night. Tomorrow will just nod efficiently to this. Yeah. yeah. And um, you get up to the top of the tower, and now there is space for people to spread out. Um, and you can see that there are quite a lot of walks to the south, 
and there are some orcs coming in through the, um, there are some orcs coming in, in from other directions, and there are some fires in the city, yeah. and you can see one, there are some fires in the town, and you can see one or two giant boulders yeah. come crashing along and hurling into the city pro- pro- proper, and Jagran swears violently. Blood and iron. It's just as I feared. Those bloody saboteurs that we couldn't find have let, let some of them in. Alright, here's what we're going to do. And he points south. I'm going to get as many boys as I can together and engage that man band. If we, if they get round, if all of them get round behind us without someone to distract them, they'll tear the city, they'll tear the town to pieces. Aye. With as, as much of a force as I can, and I'll hold them, we'll hold them off. I need two, gr- I need tr- two troops. Tamar, you'll lead one. Aye. Who do you want? Okay, and at this point the party select screen comes up, yep. and I'm going to actually pause a little bit. Yep. Um, this is you can have any three of your party members. This is not going. You are not going to have this person for the entirety of the siege, the, the, siege. Ba- the battle, uh, the battle of Blood March Hill, yep. as it shall now be known. Well, uh, is is Blood March Hill a place in the town, or um, not yeah. that that we know of? No, right. Nonetheless, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, <laughs> yep. Um, the uh the uh, but you are going to be dealing you whoever you pick now yeah. you are not going to have an opportunity to change party members for, for a while yeah understood so you will welcome like this is all happening really fast and it's dramatic exciting but nonetheless yeah. you can have a bit of time and the, the the game pauses on the loading screen so um, presumably this is going to be one of those I take the east flank, the other two take the west kind of He'll give you a, your assignment once you, um, you, if you, if you want to ask him specifically. Yeah, I, I would actually ask the other way yeah. around, what does he want us to do? Because that will change who I want to take. And, um, he points down at, um, the inner quarter where you can literally see fire starting. Yeah. And um, then he points to three of the... And then he points around town to what you know are the three beacons. Yep. We need to get the beacons lit. Um, Tamara wants you to light two of them and then get into the inner quarter and see what you can do to sort that out. There can't be that many of the bastards or the whole place would be burning end to end. But it doesn't take that many. You know, fine, there's civilians up there. We can't have them running riot in the city. Kill as many of them as you can, shore up the defences. Whoever's leading the other team, I want to light the Hope Spring Beacon and take a look at what the bloody hell's going on over there. And he points, the Hope Spring is where the, bol- the, the flying boulders are coming from. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it sounds like it's um, more speed, more, more a speed to the beacons and light them as quick as you can as opposed to hold the line. That's Jagrin's initial assignment to yep. you. Um, it's hard to say at this yeah, stage absolutely. what what kinds of fighting you're going to be doing. I can tell you that whoever you pick will have skills that you w- that you will find very useful, and there will be moments you really wish you had one of the others. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fair. I think with that set up, um, I will probably look at that and hope springs closer. We'll need speed for the other beacons. Pala with me. Sigrun, follow Kirst's orders. Planned on it, she said, and, um, Kirst, um, Jagrin will nod. Kirst, 
get down to the Hope Spring Beacon, light it, and then scout round and see what you can find out about the giant. The loud clanky one won't be much use in scouting, but leave her to distract the orcs by beheading them. I find that generally distracts them. Yeah. And um, Sigrun nods. Yeah, I found this good method. Nothing distracts people like a quick beheading. Yeah, I would probably rather take Sigrun with me, but given what the setup is, I think Pella and... um you seem like a more sensible one. You absolutely, like, um, this speed is of the on, essence to an extent. On the other hand, I'm just realising that they're actually going to have to go as slow as I do anyway. Um, so, can I rewind that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, oh. Like, like I say, this is a big decision. I don't want you to make it in a hurry yeah. because drama, I want you I'll, to... I'll say, whatever's, hap- whatever's happening at the Hope Spring, we'd better, go, go, we'd better get good eyes on it. Curse, that means you and Pella. Go down, light the beacon if you can, scout it out. Sigrun and I will punch a line through to the other beacons. And in which case, Jagrin says, it's good, you'll need, you'll need someone strong to back you up. Um, and Curse and Pella, you know what to do. And they both nod. They have, of course, worked together quite a lot. Yeah. We'll get you good into, we'll get, get you information about what's throwing the beacon, what's throwing those rocks, Captain. And Curse nods. And we'll get the beacon lit given that not all of us have the advantage of seeing in the dark. So the deal with the beacons, yep. the orcs haven't coincidentally attacked at sunset. They've attacked at sunset because they have dark vision, yep. and humans don't. Yep. Um, the beacons are three giant fires that are positioned at convenient points around to, to now to give the defenders light. Absolutely. They're also rallying points. Yep. Like People know what they're supposed to do with, in the event of something like this, so a lot of people are going to rally to Jagrin, but there's going to be an inevitable supply of confusion and mayhem, and yep. the beacons will help people who haven't rallied to Jagrin figure out what they're supposed to do. Yep. And the, the, the advantage of stopping the orcs rampaging through the inner quarter is probably fairly transparently obvious. So basically what you're being asked to do... Let me, at this point, dig out a map. So... You are here. Yep. Actually, the moment you're here, you're in this tower. Yep. Um, but... off somebody, but of course um, that's why I have at least tinder twigs. <laughs> so here's the Hope Spring. The Hope Spring beacon is over here. That's yep. the one that he wants um, cursed to light. Yep. Um, the Commons beacon is just down here near where the wolves attacked you. Yep. That's the first one that you want to light. This is the inner quarter where the trouble is. Yep. And um, the inner quarter beacon is just over here. Yep. So you're basically going to be sort of heading here, then, here, yep. and then there's trouble here. Makes sense. Um, so that's basically... And at that point, you look out, um, you look out over the tower, and you see hordes of orcs sweep towards the main gate, 
eight in charge of the town of Trunau, howling war cries. The sun is setting and the walls look as red as blood, as though the fighting has already started. This is suddenly a very familiar moment, because of course you knew this was coming, and now it's here. Jagran says, right, and um, draws his big his big fuck-off greatsword, yeah. sprints down the stairs at surprising speed, and um, runs straight out through the main grate, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and um, people are already gathering behind him to join him. Cursed um, comes down the stairs, gives you a quick arms clasp. Asp, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll hook up. Up, up as the fighting progresses, but we'll do what we can for now, and I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Aye, keep yourself safe if you can. Keep the vow if you can't. We stand and fight. Smack, smack his hand very rapidly, and off we go. Yeah, um, Pella already a top wolf says, "Be safe, brother, and I'll do the same." I know you're more worried about me than you would be about you. Aye, lass, that's the right of it. Well, I'm fast and smart. You just take care of yourself and have that big clanky girl watch your back. Wish I was fast and smart. <laughs> turning away. You're big and mean. That counts too. And um, Wolf dashes off. Sigrid looks around. Right, heroic last stand. Let's make it count. Oh, I, so, I certainly hope not. The main point of war is not to die, not to die for your town, but to make the other bastard die for his. Yep, I'm all about that. Commons, but the the uh, what's. Com- common speaking. That beacon, thank you. That's what it was. Common beacons that. Common beacons that way. Good. You lead the way because you know where the bloody hell you are. I'll back you up. And start heading off. And Gail will lean down and somewhat quietly into my ear. Says, "Orcs at sunset, just like the dreams." I says to her, "But, but, but, did we cause this?" And Tamar sort of thinks about this for a moment. Shakes his head. Trouble, trouble follows me like crows. And ever often are the worse. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> keeps moving. Yep. Uh, Alright. Shockingly enough, I'm going to cast Mage Armor somewhere along the way. Yeah, you the, the, so, time scale wise, yeah. this is going to be a multi-hour battle. Absolutely. Like, there are going to be individual battles within the multi-hour battle. Yeah. But this is not a time where you have to go, I don't have time to cast a buff spell. No. The um, if the fighting was going to be over in rounds, you guys would be going to lose because there just isn't time. Absolutely. But the um, orcs don't um have a um, can't just besiege a town like this, even with the element of surprise, which they only somewhat have because yeah. you guys were weren't expecting an attack now, but you were expecting an attack. They have the tremendous advantage of having saboteurs. But what you get from the description is they have not brought enough orcs that they could win this without having saboteurs. If they were if they were all on the other side of the gate, this would be a re- this would be a bit more a bit more beefy than a regular attack. But th- this plan relies on the saboteurs. It relies on getting inside Trunal. They yeah. do not want to stand outside Trunal's walls and pick fights with all Trunal's prepared defenders. Yeah. They if they were going to try something like that. They would have brought four band, three or four bands. That's what they need, and that's what they don't have. So Jagran is not actually mounting a suicide run. No. But on the other hand, this he is going to be doable, but bloody. Yeah, he is definitely not going to be coming back in to help you anytime soon. So 
Um, from Tamara's point of view, the two things I'm going to do is cast Mage on all the way out. Yep. Um, and I presume it will be reasonably easy, given that we're at a pyre and a burning, to just nick a torch from somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the flame of the fallen is yeah. already burning. <laughs> I don't carry a torch routinely, because yep. I don't need one. Yeah. But I'm actually going to grab the stick, because I can... Um, or see myself needing a long burning thing to yeah. stuff into the middle of beacon. I'm just going to um, have a look see at um, Sigrun's capacity to set things on fire. Um, Sigrun will nod. Oh, that'll be faster. I've got flint and steel, but we don't want to be pissing about. Tender twigs. Tender twigs, lass. Alchemy's a wonderful thing. I grew up in a very small town, even smaller than this one. Uh, uh, and I'm just not accustomed to these fancy new methods. You know how it is. When you can't buy it, you get used to doing without. Aye, that one I can appreciate. I trained in bloody Janderhoff, so you'd think I'd have outgrown it by now, but... No, no, if if I had just a, a few scrolls of fireball, a few lightning bolts, there's a lot more we could do here. I can't even the vegans. Fireball, the fucking place. If I had another sorcerer level, I could know a scorching ray. Alright. And you head to the commons beacon. Yep. And as you get there, you can see the beacon itself. Yep. Um, it doesn't look complicated to light. It's a big pile of wood. You have a torch. Yep. That is not going to be your problem. Yeah. What is happening at the base of the beacon um, is that you see Brynja Kelver. She has um, clearly come here straight from the Flames of the Fallen. Yeah. And there are a number of people around. And I'm going to give you a... Um, I'm going to ask you to give me a roll to read the mood of the crowd. Yeah. I, I'm thinking a sense motive. I'm doing this in a yeah, hurry. Yeah. So sense motive or possibly streetwise. Uh, either of them will actually be of value to you here. Uh, nine, seven, sixteen. Sigrun helps you not at all. <laughs> uh, she does have some, but you do not roll uh, well. The crowd of Trunau civilians or the crowd of orcs? The crowd of Trunau civilians. Oh. Sorry, I should be more explicit. Um, these are The orcs have, are not in here. No, no. The, the reason I question it is my range of levels actually actively give me sense motive bonuses yeah. against orcs. Yeah, so what you see is Brynja. Yep. You see um, another guy who you recognise um, is... Um, Basil Sazbach. He's a um, he's from Trunau's um, counting house. He's cleric of Avadar. Yep. He is shoving Brynja in the chest, and um, she has got her hope knife out and is pointing it at him. I'm just guessing, but he's not a half orc, is he? He is not a half orc, no, and he is it, he is pointing at the um, you know fire, which is not very far away from him. Uh, you brought this evil to town, you bloody harpies! It's your fault. It's your fault he's dead. You brought the evil. And um, you can see from reading the mood of the crowd, yep. this is a group of people who are literally in the middle of sort of getting ready for war. They are arming themselves. Yep. Um, some of them have stopped and kind of formed up behind Basile and are clearly being persuaded by his mm-hmm. arguments because mm-hmm. he's pitching to the crowd. Some of them are sort of moreover on the other side. No one has yet intervened on Brynja's behalf, but not everybody in the room is comfortable with this. Yeah. Some people are kind of looking around like, should I be doing something or should yeah. I go back to my house and get ready? 
This looks like a situation that needs someone to step in. <laughs> yep, yep, I, I see the problem. <laughs> yeah, spell this. Spell alignment. Fortunately, it's close enough that the um, SRD will take them to it. Uh, Alright, so. I, Tamara is going to see this and beat, start beating feet towards it. Yeah, and um, Sigrun curses and follows you right behind. You see, as she runs, she is actually sheathing her dwarven war axe. Like, the, she, she is clearly running to help you intervene, but she um, is deliberately sheathing her weapon as she goes. What's the guy's name again? Basile Sabask. You don't really know no, him, no. but you're aware but I know, I know of him enough yeah, to yeah. know who he is. Um, so I'm going to give you a bit more of his speech as you get up there. Absolutely. So he starts with you. It's always the same. Orcs come and they kill and they come again. It's too much. It's too much. And now Roderick's dead. Roderick's dead. It's your fault. It's your fault he's dead. It's your fault this is happening. You let them in. I know you did. You were the bloody harpies. You're responsible for this. And, um... Brynja is actually, actually, um, kind of points the hope knife. Don't you tell me he's dead. I watched them burn him not half an hour ago. I loved him and he's dead. I'll fight for this town if you get out of my bloody way. And Tamar, seeing that this is going to imminently just break out into fucking chaos, um, comes sprinting up behind this, and as he does so, um, I imagine this being less something the character is actively doing and more just the magic slipping out of control, but I'm going to cast Prestigitation. So as I roll up with me, as as the footfalls run closer, there is the boom roll of thunder behind me to grab people's attention. And I will sprint up towards the middle of this and yell as loudly as I can to them, STAND WHERE YOU ARE! And, um, you know, Basil it'll snaps out of, like, his fingers on Brilliant and looks around at the giant booming noise. And really, his reaction, everyone looks to see what the giant thunderous explosion is. And Tamar will march into the middle of this, and in so much as is permissible by the setup, will literally walk between the two of them. They're pretty close together, but you can certainly get right up in Basil's, Basil's grill yeah. and be, you know, and, and certainly, not if not be between him and Brynja, be near enough to him that you yeah. can intervene if my, you try, my, you can endeavour to intervene if he tries anything. My aim is not to um, be particularly subtle about what side I'm taking yeah, on yeah. this. I will more or less march yeah, up and you, put you, myself you, directly into his face. Yeah, you are, you are glaring down at him. and Well, not down down, but up, not up very far. He's not a particularly tall man, and um, you bring you bring, if not an actual black thundercloud, yeah. certainly an expression which could double for a black thundercloud with you. Happily, there is no actual bolt of lightning that incinerates him at this point. Although you know, it does occur to you that that's not inconceivable given your current mood. Basile. What in the name of Goran's blood-rusted beard is going on here? The enemy is out there, and they are coming through our walls. It's spies and saboteurs, look at the look at the inner quarter. Look what's happening. The Harfies must be behind it. She led Roderick to his death. She was with me at his damn pyre not half an hour ago. 
I know for a fact she's done nothing. She's done nothing to let the damn let the damn orcs into into our walls. Now, if we can fight each other and rip ourselves apart, or we can keep the vow and defend true now. We turn to the walls and we keep those bloody orcs out. Every moment we argue is an argue is a moment the beacon isn't getting lit. You want to use your weapons? Use them on the enemy, not on ourselves. All right. Step away from Brynja. <laughs> yep. Excellent. All right. I think that's probably an intimidate. Absolutely. <laughs> I am making no effort to do anything other than intimidate. Just bowl my way through the problem. Yep. Uh, Sigrid is welcome to assist me if she looks like a big, um, tough body between Heather and Um, Sigrid is going to make a related check to assist you. Uh, and pull it off. <laughs> she gives you a plus two. And... So it's the enemy is the enemy is out there. True now, get your weapons and get ready. Get true now, get your weapons and get ready to fight. We can talk later about who we who we like in the town and who we don't like. We're not here to be popular. We're here to fight to defend the walls. And then I will lower my voice and drop it down to him. Now, step away from her. <laughs> Um, that would be a 29 on a minute. a natural 20 on that one with the assist. Alright, so what you see is going on in the back, I'm gonna set Sigrun's part, uh, how Sigrun's giving you the assist first. What you see in the background is there are lots of people paying lots of attention to this, and you've seen that some of them are kind of conflicted. Yeah. What Sigrun is doing is she is going around the outside to the most conflicted ones, and she is sort of just quietly, politely, gently saying, I see you were getting your axe. That's a good instinct. You want to go back to your house and get your axe and get to your position. Yeah. And, and, lady, I understand that this is fascinating, but shouldn't you be inside right now? And she is just picking off bits of the easiest low yeah. hanging fruit of this mob and using diplomacy to convince them that don't they have somewhere else yeah. to be? Yeah, Tamar just drill sergeants this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Sigrun is backing you up in her own way. Um, and, um, Bazil, turns pretty white at this and he looks at Brynja and he believes in what he's saying and he still is afraid that she's the greater threat. Absolutely. Um, but on the other hand you are pretty darn scary yep. and you raise several compelling points about the Orc army and he sort of, I, I want this looked into. I will speak to patrol captain Graf after the battle. Aye, everyone who's still alive can do that. After the battle, and he um, looks at Brynja, and he sort of glares at her, and he steps back a bit, and he glares at her, and he looks at you, and he steps back a bit, and he just sort of starts very slowly. He's not he's not yeah. yielding to his ground, he's not yielding the point, he just coincidentally yeah. happens to be moving in a backwards no, to, direction. To, to and um, the several, like... Bully boys who, um, cause Bazil's not a particularly big or fierce yes. man. Um, several bully boys who are clearly prepared to help this descent to violence have sort of, like, put large weapons that they were holding kind of off to one, not away because they frankly are probably going to need them, but down, and are just kind of edging off with air of men who were actually doing something else this whole yeah. time, who were never here and who saw nothing. Yeah. As they, um, it might not be the most law-abiding people and recognize the presence of law on the scene and decide to demonstrate that they were, in fact, never here, saw nothing. Absolutely. And um, as, the, as the core element of the mob disperses and as Sigmund breaks up the, um, 
the less committed people and one or two people who might have been going to intervene on Brynja's behalf if it all turned to violence, but weren't super eager to stand in front of the heavily armed men. And the, the mob sort of disperses off, and um, one human woman uh, uh, who was quite, standing quite close to Brynja will nod to you and say thanks quietly, and then head off back to her house. Sigrun will um, smile at you. Nicely done. Nicely done. And um, Premier will sigh and smile at you. Uh, well, maybe you were right about me not going to the funeral, huh? There'll be trouble for you tomorrow, but that's tomorrow. Today, and she's been holding the hope knife, and now I think Roderick would want you to have this, and she hands you the knife. And um, as you take it, yeah. uh, you feel something, or do you? You have a you have a capacity to sense things. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Can you give me a spellcraft check? Uh, if you're referencing the um, artifact hunter, stuff, I am referencing artifact hunter. Uh, the check is a flat percentile that goes up by my level. Cool. So it's I, I either know so you, stuff or to, in this case I feel stuff. So you do you um do you know the DC? Or uh, yes, yes. It's a fifty percent chance plus one percent per level. Cool. So basically I need to roll a fifty three or lower. Cool. And then I know stuff. Or in this case I presume it's more I sense stuff based yep. on my knowledge. Uh, and that is an eight percent, so that is ridiculously under what I need. Cool. Alright, as you you kind of you're kind of reacting to this one way. This is a nice gesture on Brynja's part, but she's giving you, you know, a standard hope. Yeah, knife. yeah, I'm sort of taking it like, okay, cool, you know, a dagger, fine. Yeah, it's kind of like a favour on his, a favour on your sleeve style of thing. Yeah. As you take the weapon, however, you feel something from it. This, this was the hope knife that Roderick carried as he fought of Brynja. This was the hope knife, and you actually see in your mind's eye, you see like a flash, her quenching it in the fire. You see her tears falling onto the blade. And as you think about those things, you saw the hope knife glow, and it glows again. And you feel that the power of these two will be with you as you fight to defend True Now. And you, Recognize that this is a dagger called Brynja's Love. Yeah. Yep. As you look at the blade, you can see that it's it's darkened by the fire, and you can now only see a very small part of the inscription, and it says "My Love" in silver, and the rest of the blade is an ashy black. It is a plus one dagger. Yep. Once per day on command, the command is my love. Yep. You can um, grant the weapon ghost touch. Interesting. And it um, sheds when you activate this ability, it sheds light as though it was a daylight spell. That's interesting. <laughs> So it's a it's not a dagger for stealthy situations. Yeah. It's a dagger for um it's a dagger for peril. Yeah. So I'm not actually going to activate it now for obvious reasons, mm. but I imagine as Tamar takes it, there's just that slight flash of light. Yeah, it, it, not it, the daylight so much as just the. Yeah, it's not the effect of the ability, but as you take it, the weapon lights up and glows. Yeah. 
and then gra- the glow gradually fades. And Brynja looks slightly confused, but she smiles. Blood and iron. Aye, I'll take that, no mistake. Love forges powerful weapons. She looks slightly confused, and then... Roderick's spirit's in it. It's... He waves a hand slightly. It's magic. I can feel it. Ne- never mind. Tomorrow's problem again. And she she will not... I need to be getting over to the he- healers. Um, they'll, they'll be sitting up a station, and she points to vaguely the edge of the inner quarter. Get yourself over there if you're hurt. I can't do much, but I can... Um, I've made a lot of bandages. I've been working on it the last day or so, and I can patch people up a little. Nothing more valuable than a medic in a battle, lass. Take care of yourself, Toma. You too. I'd, I'd like to see you get out of this. Keep yourself safe. If you can't, keep the vow. She nods. Um, she taps like she's... Her she, she's got um, hers and Roderick's yes. at this point, so she taps hers. And... Um, then she is actually going to just sprint off at this point. Everybody that you were talking to is gone. Yeah. They have they have remembered what they were supposed to be doing and they have spontaneously decided to go to their posts rather than hang around talking to the terrifying patrol sergeant. Yep. Sigrid is the only one left. And overhead you can you, overhead you see another boulder come crashing in. Yep. And and the Commons Beacon is entirely um, is stands entirely alone and um, 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 there's no one around. Yep. So, because um, speed is important here, Tamar will literally quickly draw out of his pack a tender twig, which is it. It, it is literally you, a. Match. You can just still be carrying the torch if you want to, because you've, you've. No, no. The thing I wanted to take was actually an unlit torch. I just um, want to stick with the rag. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, in case I need something, because I can't see myself like throwing a match at range. Ah, uh, yeah, I see. What, uh, I see what you're saying. Right, yeah. So you've got a torch. You've literally stuck an unlit torch in your bag. Very much so, because Tamar doesn't routinely carry one. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. yeah Caleb didn't either. I have tender twigs to light fires as opposed to create light. Yeah. I actually don't carry flint and steel routinely because um, I don't have any need of it. I don't, I, certainly, I'm not camping, so I don't cook meat or anything. Yeah. Um, so he's literally going to roll up to the beacon, pull a tinted twig out, scrape it off at the edge of his axe, chuck it in the flames and light the beacon. Yep, and the beacon roars up. It is, um, you know, this wood is routinely soaked in oil. Awesome. <laughs> and um, a mass, and you actually have to step back yep. relatively quickly because you were you were standing close to it, and now it's on fire, and it's very very hot, and it's very very bright, and. Um, if you weren't both dwarves, you would suddenly be able to see what was going on a lot better yeah. because the sunset is the sun is um, setting fast and the light levels are going down. I mean, in fairness, this is probably actually helpful to us as well. That's true because the sixty, only, only 60 feet. Yeah, you can you beyond where your dark vision abruptly cuts off, you can suddenly see dimly more things going on. Yeah, and the um, and the commons beacon is lit, and the battle for true now begins, and break. <laughs> Or, in fact, looking at the time. It's ten o'clock, so we yeah. can break and come back, or we can leave it here. I think, yeah, and the battle for Trunal begins. Dum-dum-dum. Dum-dum-dum.